Hello, and welcome back to the From Grief to Greatness podcast. I'm Gerard, and I'm here with Christy and John. Hi, I'm Christy. Hi, I'm John. So today we are going to be discussing um, not being able to say goodbye to loved ones, uh, mainly due to the COVID-19 pandemic that we have been dealing with for uh, well over a year now. And while, uh, you know, myself and uh, Christy and John are, are unable to relate directly to that, we, we have still lost people that we were unable to say goodbye to. We can relate, even though none of that was uh, due to COVID, being that it's been something very recent and our losses have come in the past. Um, so it's, you know, grieving, it's, it's a very complex process that looks different for everyone. And not being able to say goodbye to someone that you love just makes the grieving that much harder. You really have to move deeper into understanding the automatic thoughts and emotions that come up. As many people have unconscious negative beliefs that can start to become a part of the increase in the difficulty of processing the loss. I mean, you can really, you can go into feelings of guilt, almost feeling like it's your fault that you didn't get to say goodbye to someone when it clearly had nothing to do with that. During this pandemic, we have had to abide by certain rules that have impacted our abilities to say goodbye to our loved ones. And this has most certainly left people feeling a sense of unfairness and has made the passing more painful. It's a loss of closure that's harder to process, and it does make the situation feel surreal. There are definitely heightened feelings of uh, guilt and sadness that, that can be unbearable. And I, I do remember uh, when, I, when my parents were in their car accidents, um, you know, my, my mother had passed before we even got to the hospital. I, I personally never actually felt any negative uh, thoughts, like as, as far as you know, feeling like it was my fault or, or anything like that. What I, what I remembered feeling was like the world is just unsafe. My thought was, look what can just happen out of nowhere. And there's nothing that, you know, we can do about it. And, you know, we're, we can't be around our loved ones to protect them all the time. There's nothing we can do to keep them as safe as we'd want to keep them. Uh, but uh, John and Christy, you know, you've, you've suffered uh, the same kinds of, uh, you know, suffered with the same kinds of feelings that, uh, that I know I have. You know, I don't, uh, I certainly don't, uh, I, I do remember it, it, it did make it, it did make it harder. It definitely made it harder. It does. And like, I think I might've mentioned, I'm not sure if I did or not, but my dad was in Texas, um, uh, you know, to attend a, a meeting for work. Mm -hmm. And, um, so when we got that phone call that he didn't show up and then subsequently the phone call that they found him passed away in the hotel room, um, like you said, I, first of all, I've never felt that type of, um, shock, devastation. I, I, I didn't feel guilty, but I felt sad that he died by himself Yeah, and not with you know, us by him, right. you know, because, and, and I don't know, I mean, you know, him being a man, I don't know how he felt about it. Um, not that he had time to feel anything about it because it, it happened pretty quickly. But what I mean is, you know, he may have not wanted us to see him like that. Right. You know, so, but I just felt sad that 
that he was alone when it happened. And then you have those um, thoughts of regret, like, oh gosh, I wish I would have talked to him about this or that or the other that perhaps could have been a little more resolved. Yeah. Um, there's always those things because you'll never be able to talk to them again. Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, even just like that last thing you might be able to say that they get to hear. Yes. You like know, how much anything, you love no matter them what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Value them. And mm -hmm. I mean, like I've said before, when, when it happened, you know, even the sky wasn't the same. Yeah. Um, nothing was the same. And I've heard a lot about, um, people that have been hospitalized yeah. um, for, for COVID and they're isolated yeah. and there's like an entire floor only for the COVID patients, mm -hmm. but no one's allowed to visit them. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, I feel bad for them oh, I mean, of course. and for their family members. I mean, that's got to just tear you apart. Right. You know? Um, so yeah, I can, I can definitely empathize with, you know, that feeling of, of loss without closure. Yeah. 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 That's, that's really. Uh, yeah. And John, you know, you and I went through, you know, pretty much the same kind of thing dealing with a car accident. Yeah. Uh, sudden loss is really shocking. Like, mm -hmm. like you said, and um, it, like it was similar. It, it was in another state and it was mm -hmm. far away and mm -hmm. I get the phone call and you, you just can't believe it. It's, it's just like, is this really right. happening to me? This doesn't happen to me. This right. happens to other people, mm -hmm. you know, and all of a sudden you're in the middle of uh, a maelstrom after all this happens. And, um, and, and it's, you know, similar for, for the COVID victims and their families where, like you said, they, they can't talk to their family members. They, at the beginning, they weren't even allowed to have funerals. Talk about yeah. no closure. Wow. Right. You know, yeah when they weren't allowed to have any gatherings and yeah. um, mm -hmm. you, you can't have any kind of, uh, y you know, grieving, the real grieving, you know, funerals is there for the living, right. for the living to, you know, Absolutely. to grieve, you know, and to have, and to have that closure for the families. You're not even allowed to have a funeral, you know, for the people, Never mind that you can't talk to them, you know, talk about yeah. um, the, uh, the kind of uh, torture, that these families must be going through. That and, uh, you know, we talk about going from grieving to greatness, but what about when you don't even have a chance to grieve, mm -hmm. right? You know, then how can you, how can you get to acceptance when you're right. not even get a chance to get onto, onto, into the grieving process? And that, mm -hmm. that is, you know, really tough. And, at, um, you know, I got to have the funeral and all my great friends were there and you were there, Gerard. And, um, to have yeah, people there and to have family, it, it definitely um, gave that closure that, it, and you know, I was able to, even though I was in denial of my many, uh, I was able to move on from that. And yeah. uh, for the COVID family of the victims and the friends, and uh, the not able to move on from that, mm -hmm. and that's um, devastating. That, that's just a devastating idea. It really is. I agree. It sure is. Because I, you know, I, I do remember, you know, one uh, very uh, 
uplifting kind of a feeling that I got that I was totally unexpected when I was at my parents' uh, uh, viewings uh, before the funeral even happened was just uh, just seeing all these people. At one point, I just remember just, just standing and looking around and seeing all these people, and many of whom I didn't know. There were some of my, my uh, parents' old friends or, you know, business associates and stuff. But, of course, you know, many uh, family members and friends there. And just feeling so much love in the room. Just yeah. thinking, look at what my parents were able to create in their lives. And it made me feel really good about them and about their lives, as sad as I was that they were passing. Can't imagine not having had that now that I look back at it. I can't imagine not being able to oh have that. And, you know, even, um, you know, when you're oh, at the funeral afterwards, uh, what do you call the, the, I can't think of the words escaping, oh, the repass. Uh, where you have like at a restaurant or the house where, mm -hmm. you know, people come and eat, mm -hmm. and, you know, you, mm -hmm. you can share stories and have some some laughs and celebrate and everything that is uh, that that can definitely be a, a helpful thing. It, it was definitely healing to have everyone around us. I, I can't imagine the people going through losing family members and other loved ones to COVID not being able to do that. This was just such an unexpected thing. I, I have to admit, I never when it first started popping up, I did not think that, you know, what has it been now, John, a year and a half since it popped up? Yeah. I did not think a year and a half later we would still be dealing with this. Was well, not expecting that. Part though, that um, and that, um, um, am I back? Yes. Yeah, 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 you're back. Yeah, you were and uh, yes, I'm saying I'm, I think it's a wonderful thing that we have a vaccine. I'm so impressed that mm. with our modern science that we can have a vaccine so quickly yeah. and we can get back to a semblance of normal, even though, you know, some states are still struggling and some communities are still struggling. And it's unfortunately usually communities of uh, color and minorities who mm. they cannot have access to the vaccine as easily mm. as the uh, richer communities. But uh, people are doing a lot of things to uh, try to turn that around. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I could put in an editorial right here, if you haven't had your vaccine yet, get your vaccine. Yeah. You know, get your vaccine. It's easy to do. Do it to keep yourself safe as well as your family and your friends and your community. Mm -hmm. um, and if you have any uh, question about getting your vaccine or if you need to find out where your nearest vaccine provider is, just go to vaccines.com. It's that mm -hmm. simple. Vaccines. I'm sorry. Vaccines.gov. Vaccines.gov. And you can find your nearest vaccine provider. And mm -hmm. it's very easy to get vaccines these days. Most of the time you can walk right in. You don't need an appointment. Yeah. And, and um, you can get them free, too. Yes, absolutely free. Everyone mm -hmm. is free. You don't have to pay anything. They're absolutely free. Mm -hmm. And you'll do to keep yourself healthy and to keep all the people around you healthy mm -hmm. and your right. community healthy and this whole country healthy. And we can get back to a real normal where we don't have to worry about wearing masks again and exactly. hopefully, um, you know, get back to the country that, that we used to be. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's very important. Uh, you know, Christy and I have uh, just gotten our first shots. The only reason that we hadn't gotten sooner is because we had the virus so we had the anti have, have the antibodies in our system for a little while, so we just got our first shots. We have our second ones uh, scheduled for July 9th. and yeah, you, you you couldn't be more right. I mean, we've really got to get beyond this. Enough people have suffered. Enough people have have felt way too much pain uh, due to this pandemic. 
And, you know, I, having had it, like I had symptoms just to say it real fast, it, it was pretty rough. I mean, even, you know, for healthy people that are not at any kind of risk other than to just, you know, suffer with the symptoms, it was not fun. I would definitely not want to get that again, even just for the four days that I had it at its worst. Because uh, it was, I, I had it for two days. The first two days I felt symptoms that, I, that were noticeable. Then for four days, I didn't feel anything. Then for four days, it really nailed me and I was down for the count. And then I'd say, what was it, maybe about another three or four that I was still kind of weak where I felt yes, sort yes. of like the first two days, not right. really as bad, but still kind of beat up. Mm -hmm. So that was a decent amount of time to have to suffer with something. So I can't even imagine. You couldn't even function. What, I couldn't function. You couldn't get comfortable. You know, I mean, it was horrible. My whole family had it. My one nephew got pretty sick. He was hospitalized twice mm -hmm. uh, because his fever shot up pretty high. And then another day he was throwing up all day. And, you know, it's, it's scary. I mean, it even because there are healthy people mm -hmm. and younger people that have been lost due to this, uh, to this pandemic. And I, I mean, how, I don't even under, how do you even move on from something like that? I mean, you want to talk about something that you would never expect to see happen. Mm -hmm. You know, I would never expect no. to, to lose someone due to, uh, a virus. A virus like, like this. I would, we just don't expect it. Like John said, you, like with the accidents, you know, that happened with our parents and, you know, we just, this happens to other people. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there are many, many different ways. There are many, uh, we hear about car accidents all the time. Mm -hmm. They're not all fatal. Sure. You know, a very low percentage of them are, I'm sure I would have mm -hmm. to look that up, but mm -hmm. you know, the, uh, it's still one of those things that like, it's just a sudden smack in the face that, you know, you're just living your life. And then all of a sudden this, you know, a car accident happens, a virus comes along and all of a sudden life just changes dramatically forever. And like I said, I, I really do feel like for the, the poor people out there who our hearts go out to that, that didn't get to have any closure with their loved ones due to this pandemic. Uh, it really, it, I really do think that that must be surreal because I did have that feeling as well that this could not have, I did not lose my parents both at the same time. You know, to have that extra added element of anything like not having closure, not mm -hmm. being able to see the, the loved ones, you know, before mm -hmm. they passed or, you know, the other thing with my parents was that, uh, I know I had talked about this, but that my, uh, the accident happened on February 1st. My mother died on the 1st. My father died on the 2nd. And February 2nd is my sister's birthday. Mm -hmm. That extra added element of grieving for for us and for my sister mainly who still doesn't celebrate her birthday on that mm. date it, it's think. just these these added oh. things i mean who needs yeah. it's it's hard enough right it's hard enough to get through this stuff it is and can i say one thing too sure. regarding the the covid um gerard had it much worse than i did mm. and to be honest with you i i kind of didn't think i had it but then a part of me just said common sense would dictate that I do because I, we lit, we share the same home. Right. So I, but I did have a sore throat. Mm -hmm. My symptoms were extremely uh, minimal. Yeah. However, I just had that little doubt and I, I didn't want it to get worse or whatever the case may be. And I went and got tested and did test positive. Um, the worst I got of it was the sore throat and coughing, stuffy nose. Mm -hmm. Not not even that bad. But my suggestion is to anybody, 
that if you even think you may have a symptom, because I've actually had like three or four tests. Mm -hmm. Some of them are, you know, um, were required, but you know, I, I would suggest to just go get tested to make sure you don't have it. Or if you do, then to take the precautions you need to do to get better, because mm -hmm. I believe that, um, I mean, I know a lot of people that have had it mm -hmm. and that have survived, you know, and mm -hmm. not died yeah. from it. Right. So I feel that perhaps if you can catch it early, then you can do, you know, whatever you can do to, um, maybe, you know, help yourself yeah, to, to fight get it better. Off the best you can. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, not everybody gets as, as, as lucky as we did, of course. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess, you know, I, I, through this person, that person, another person, I know there have been some people that I have actually met mm -hmm. that I didn't know, but that I've met, like I said, through a friend of a friend. Mm -hmm. There's one guy that I, that I had met before a couple of times that did die. He was a younger guy. He was probably uh, mid-40s, roughly. Oh and I know some healthy people, you know, mm -hmm. same in that same age range that really, really got nailed bad with it. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, I'm hearing a lot of worry coming from people that, that knew them, that, you know, some of the people that I've, I've known of that just got sick and, you know, survived, mm -hmm. that their loved ones were very worried yes. because they couldn't see them. Right. And people even just, even the fear of the what ifs, like what if, you know, my parents get it. You know, mm -hmm. what if my grandmother gets it? What if mm -hmm. someone that, you know, has a compromised immune system mm -hmm. gets it? You know, I mean, there are people who are at more risk than others. True. And we have to, if there was just enough worry there, you know, before even having to start into the worrying when someone like that does get the virus. Mm -hmm. Ugh. What a, what, a, what a rough thing to have to deal with. I know. It really is. And my brother had it um, prior to us getting it, mm -hmm. as you know, but he got it really bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were points where, you know, he had a pretty high fever going on and he was talking to me and kind of not making sense. Yeah. You know, I showed you some of the tests, but I mean, mm -hmm. um, the poor guy and he, he couldn't, he had a real hard time breathing. Yeah. Um, he, we were all very scared. Yeah. I mean, I, when I spoke to his wife, I could, I could hear it. We didn't say it, but mm -hmm. we both knew what, why I was calling. Sure. Because, you know, of course, being my brother, he's going to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to be fine. Blah, blah, blah. Now I'm calling the wife right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. because I want the real story. Right. And she's like, he's pretty bad yeah. and it's very scary. Oh. But ironically, nobody else in the house got it. I yeah. have four kids and, and his wife. That's good. And, and the pit bull. Nobody got it. Well, we were, you know, of course, you know, worried about uh, you, John. Yes. Yes, I, I am immunocompromised. Um, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm extra vulnerable. And I'll tell you the truth. I was scared to death. Mm -hmm. um, of course. When at first, uh, after February 29th, I went out to dinner with um, my wife and my mother. And then in March and April, I, I didn't leave the house one time. I don't blame because you. I was just so uh, the, the news and um, what everything that was going on, I was just afraid to leave the house. And um, at, for doctor's appointments, and mm -hmm. um, it's only uh, it took me over a year before I even went to a restaurant, you know. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I would definitely say that. Uh, 
I, you know, I was, as soon as the uh, epidemic, the pandemic started out, I was on the internet buying, trying to buy masks and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of course, infamously toilet paper and uh, yes. buying toilet right. paper from like Hong Kong and stuff like that. I know. <laughs> really crazy <laughs> stuff. It, you know, it costs like $20, yeah. $30. Paper, oh my gosh. You know, those, those crazy times. <laughs> yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was quite a crazy time when things first yeah. started there. And every- yeah. I don't know what to expect. Right. People sit, people die, you know, it's been a year and a half. And, uh, you know, over 600,000 people have died in the United wow. States. And that's just a mind boggling number. It really you know, is. That's, it's that's more than have died in like all our wars, and uh, mm-hmm. it's um, uh, over three million people in the world, almost four million. Yeah. Uh, and, and you believe that this one started off the other city has got killed people is, is you know we were just in January twenty yeah. mm-hmm. a little. And we were just, you know, free, easy, and alive. Everything was normal. Yeah, it hadn't um, made its way over. Later, it was, it was just mayhem, you know. Yes. It just chaos. And yeah. still uh, waiting through the uh, debris. Uh, mm-hmm. Trying yeah. to make our... And um, nothing lost. When you have something lost, and, and I think what she was saying that um, that was one of the things that really got to me. I about that's one of the things that always got to me. Um, my parents had gone; they were in their they were in coming back. I live, and but they'd already been two weeks, maybe three weeks. And when I had left, they left in the morning, I was awake and uh, thinking to myself, to me gone. I remember when they left, what was the last thing I said to them? The last thing I spoke about. Right. And, and gnawed at me. Gnawed at me. For years and years and years, I could not Yeah. I couldn't remember the last thing that we said together. And I was, no, yeah. probably wasn't anything profound or or anything it was pretty ordinary. Yeah. I wanted to know it. Mm-hmm. I re- and then um, we the uh, chain uh, farm it's because I take so many medications they're always making a mistake. Yeah. Screw up my we always lose doctors prescriptions oh, when they call them in and you know there's it was just a pain in the butt so there was this uh local sort of mom and pop pharmacy two guys running it one guy was the pharmacist one guy did worked up front and the two guys ran it and they were just fantastic they were super friendly they were super efficient never made mistakes you walk in they're like hi john how you doing you wow. know how's the wife uh, you know nice. how was your weekend you know knew about them and knew, you know, the guy had, you know, two daughters in college and we would talk about things and it was just a, it was just a pleasure to go to the pharmacy for a change, you know, mm-hmm. and we, you know, and we went there for years and then, um, one, t- um, and 
little more quiet than usual, but I figured, you know, it's no big deal. And um, I'm on my way out and he says, take care of yourself, kid. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, all right, goodbye. And I get in my car. Take care of yourself, kid. That's kind of an odd thing to say. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. oh, well, he's a very friendly guy. That, that's, I guess, just said. So I, but I kind of, you know, had it in the back of my head. And like a week later, Marie, my wife, comes home and says, you're not going to believe this. The pharmacy went out of business. I'm like, really? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's oh. terrible. They were so good. Oh, now we have to go back to the chain pharmacies. And yeah. oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And uh. then all of a sudden, you know, what he said came back into my head. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourself, kid. Because I guess he knew that the pharmacy was going to close. And I guess yeah, he just right. wasn't saying anything. Maybe for some reason he couldn't say something. Yeah. And maybe, maybe he knew that was the last time he was going to see me. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. It sounds like it, yeah. He's gonna see. And he said, uh-huh. and he says, take care of yourself, kid. Right. Yeah. And he's not that much older than me. I was probably in my early 40s, and he was probably in his mid-50s. But yeah. I guess old enough to say kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and... Uh, thinking to myself take care of yourself kid and i think back and i'm like you know i wish that my father had said that to me as the last thing yeah. that he had said you know yeah. he's leaving for fart and says take take care of yourself kid you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and i can remember that as the last thing that he said yeah but uh, um so it still gnaws at me and that's yeah, what sudden understandably. loss, you know, it's, I'm sure the COVID people can understand when you have someone that goes into a hospital and you can't visit them and you can't see mm-hmm. them. And then another right. thing, a doctor comes to you and says, I'm sorry, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have loose ends mm-hmm. other of than course. like, if you could be at someone's bedside and you can talk to them and then right. be with them Talking when they pass, mm-hmm. right. you right. know, and everything is settled and everything is, um, you, you just feel comfortable with everything. But yeah. when it's sudden like that, um, you just have things that gnaw at you. And yeah, that's you the do. thing that gnaws at me. Yeah. yeah. That's perfectly understandable. I mean, I, 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 I at least am lucky that the, I don't remember, you know, specifically anything being said, but I remember the last experience with my parents was we were at a restaurant at night celebrating my sister's birthday early. So, you know, we have that. So, I mean, that was a nice, uh, you know, final memory Mm -hmm. uh, that we were all together at least. And then the next day they were, you know, driving, uh, you know, driving down to Florida. But yeah, wow. That's, that's such a, such a moving uh, story that you brought up there, John, because there's so many people have gone through not being able to be at the bedside of a loved one to just, you know, like we said, to just be able to say anything Mm-hmm. that comes to mind just you know you you were the best mother you're a great person i always loved you and respected you and enjoyed our time together you know mm-hmm. with friends and stuff like that you know that if, if you've lost someone due to covid and you haven't been able to do that it we we understand how terrible that can be um there are definitely uh, i wrote some things down i just thought i just wanted to read there are definitely some uh healthy ways of coping with this type of loss when you have to deal with what we call this, you know, these extra, these added elements uh, to, to, to throw on top of the grief that you're already going to experience. Uh, some things like uh, you know, creating an email thread, 
uh, to share your favorite stories and thoughts about your loved one. Uh, a donation in their name that may support a cause that's close to them, which is something that I know plenty of people have done. Uh, there are many online grief support groups, or if you prefer to, to do that kind of thing in person, I think uh, hospitals and churches, mm -hmm. I think, uh, do grief. I, I do see those on signs at, at many churches mm -hmm. uh, about grief support. Uh, start, you know, keeping, a, uh, you know, writing in a journal to keep track of your emotions, uh, just to see how you're doing day to day. Uh, spend time with your people mm -hmm. and your pets. Yes. And even other people's pets. Yeah. Animals can really help to heal us. I mean, yes. we, you know, we all know the benefits of having a, a beautiful animal around. Absolutely. And through all of it, you know, through this whole process, be kind and gentle with yourself always. Because like, like we always say, it's different for everyone. Mm -hmm. The circumstances are different. We are all different. How we process, how we get through these things is going to vary from person to person. Always be kind with yourself because it is not easy by any stretch to deal with, with loss to begin with, especially of this kind of nature when we are talking about not being able to say goodbye to someone that you love. Right. And there's no time limit either right. on the, the grieving process. Right. Like you said, everybody's different. Mm. Just what a, what a thing for our country and our world to be going through mm. right now. Mm. We, we feel so deeply for anyone because we, you know, we do this for a reason. We do this to try to help uh, heal anybody, uh, you know, to get people, you know, motivated to, to start that, that process if they haven't and to continue uh, on with what they're doing if they already have. And uh, this was just something, you know, like I said before, like, you know, we, we've touched on that we, we didn't see coming. Mm -hmm. And if there's ever going to be another one where I don't know where we're going to see anything coming at us. I mean, how do how do we know something's coming? I mean, it's like uh, <clears throat> it, it's something that we, we don't know what's going on out there. No. We don't know where anything's coming from, what it is, when it's coming. So if anything is to ever happen again, wow, I, I can't even imagine having yeah. to go through something like this again. No. That Me would just either. be terrible because you don't know. It could be worse. Mm -hmm. Well, is this COVID-19? Mm -hmm. Well, doesn't that mean it's the 19th version of the virus? Mm -hmm. It's just amazing. So, yeah. Oh. Well, actually, it means it was, or, it first came out in 2019. Oh, 19. No, 19. Oh, 19, that 2000, is yeah. that's what really good. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. I thought it was some kind of something to do with version. Yeah. COVID I've heard so many coronavirus yeah. disease 2019. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow. I don't think See, I we're knew learning it came something out every day. Then, yeah. Uh, what a, what yeah. a journey! What a journey this has been. And you know, I was I was pretty convinced for a while that I you know wasn't going to get me it. too. Yeah. I just figured, I mean, you know, just because we've, we've at, at my office, we were taking all the necessary precautions. Mm -hmm. I was being very careful going out. Mm -hmm. And it was just a matter of my family came to visit. Um, my nephew started, uh, he was like sneezing and coughing and everything. Uh, the, the, the morning that we were, uh, they were, we were taking them to the airport. And uh, the next thing you know, we, we all had it. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. And when you are immune compromised, 
I mean, I just, I remember, I mean, every day I was feeling the fear for John. I was feeling the fear for anyone else that I know that's immune compromised. And uh, I was surprised to hear some stories out there of people who were exposed to it that were definitely on that list of people that you don't want to see get it, mm -hmm. that didn't get it. Yeah. And just a big, whew, yes, definitely. you know, just, you just, I, I, I didn't even know what to say other than just thank you, thank you, thank you, mm -hmm. that those people did not, uh, that came into contact with others did not get the virus because they more than likely would not have survived. Yeah. And their families would probably not have been able to say goodbye to them at that point. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And I've worried about my mom because she's like well into her seventies, mm -hmm. but she won't leave the house. She, right. she barely ever leaves unless she has to go to the store or doctor's appointments, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And of course she always has her mask on, but she stays away from everybody. Yeah. Um, so I know that she's doing everything she can to keep herself safe. Yes. You know? Good. Yeah. Good. And I mean, before, let's say pre-corona virus, we, we went out a lot. And, but we always had our masks on or yeah, right. had our distance. But we were out every weekend, morning, evening, didn't ever have an issue. Right. You know, I was, that was shocking. Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, what? Like yeah. what? I thought I, I could never get it, but. Right. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was, I was pretty sure I was going to get through this whole thing, not having contracted the virus, but that's life. And, uh, right. uh you know, John, uh, was John, was there anything else that you had to share? No. No. Uh, yeah, this this is just such a, you know, different kind of a thing that uh, we, we didn't think that this would be something that we'd be uh, ever throwing into a podcast, because like we said, this is the kind of thing that just happens elsewhere to, mm -hmm. you know, other other countries that deal with this kind of a thing. And we, we have not dealt with anything like this. And I am very grateful uh, to all those people out there in the world who have been in the position, uh, you know, in those difficult positions in the in the doctors offices and hospitals all yeah. the healthcare workers and and you know thank you know thankful to all the the scientists mm -hmm. out there all the researchers all the people yes, that have helped everyone. yeah that Definitely. have helped to make this Definitely. uh to, to to create the improvements uh that have been created and to help all the people that have been sick and that have putting passed, themselves at risk putting themselves at risk we we really appreciate you and again to anyone uh that has lost someone due to covid uh, and especially if you had not been able to say goodbye, our, our hearts go out to you. Uh, this podcast is designed to help anyone go that has gone through any kind of uh, any kind of loss, uh, especially like we said, it can be uh, it can be anywhere from subtle to profound. Doesn't matter. Tune in to us. We are here for you and we are going to stay as strong as we have to be so that you can stay as strong as you have to be on your journey from grief to greatness. So we thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and uh, we will be back again next week. Goodbye.